listening to the Wisdom, Truth, and Freedom Podcast, where we share our wisdom, speak the truth, and enjoy our freedom while we discuss topics that impact our world through the lens of our different views and backgrounds. While we're not experts, our opinions are expertly held. All right, so the topic for today, uh, uh, gun control. Everybody's talking about gun control today. We hear it on the media. We hear it on the news. Obviously, there's been uh, a few mass shootings uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, this is a very emotional topic, uh, a topic which I happen to think that uh, Americans in general do not uh, know all the full dynamics that go be, be behind a topic of gun control. Uh, however, we have to recognize it's very emotional. Uh, if you find yourself uh, as a victim of a gun shooting, who am I to put myself in their shoes and uh, bicker with them or try to throw any any uh, anything at them from the standpoint of my beliefs uh, by the same token uh, a lot of pundits a lot of political people um, bring up gun control immediately so um, if I may w one question that I like to ask at least to just just get us started uh, I always like to go to back to the beginning of everything and so we all know how this country was founded uh, and we know how the, uh, we reached a consensus on the Constitution and the things that were put in there and the, what our founding fathers were talking about. So um, we know that the, the <clears throat> those that came to this country first, that they were trying to escape the tyranny of what was perceived uh, the British uh, that was that was. Uh, the, the British government that was uh, imposing severe taxes and all that, and so they found um, freedom in this land. And then, as we know, of course, you know, government began as a result also because uh, they wanted to continue to impose uh, taxes and subjugation and all that. So tyranny was at the at the at the forefront of our founding fathers, and tyranny. And so the Second Amendment got in there as a way to say, you know, uh, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, but uh, if need be, I need to be able to not only defend myself, defend my family, defend my property, but also take up arms and defend my country. And so so from that standpoint, how it got started, how it's in there, and if we have to go, and I have a constitution here, I brought it with me if you need to read what it ex exactly says about the Second Amendment, we'll do that. But so let me open it up um, from that premise, and then we can go from there. I also would like to, if we could, uh, <clears throat> it's always fun for me when a, a hot topic happens in the news to take, the, uh, to take the, the definitions or the big words that are being thrown around and really take a step back and define them. For instance, in this case, uh, what is the definition of an assault weapon? Assault. What is the, exactly is that? Because, again, our aim is to educate people, to get people to talk, uh, uh, and to inform them, especially the young people, uh, what what is meant by a semi-automatic, what is meant by a full auto, and all that, and even discuss some of the major acts that have been passed concerning gun control. Uh, the Act of 1934, 1968, the ban in 1984, and so on. So uh, 
any comments uh, concerning how how he got started and the reason why even the First Amendment is in there? The Second Amendment, yeah. I'm sorry. Greater scholars than, than us have argued about the, the Second Amendment and how it talks about a well-regulated militia. So I think we should just leave that aside. And, and the argument among most Second Amendment uh, supporters is that it does not mean that guns were only intended for the purpose of a militia. The focus of, of gun rights supporters is the right to, to own and bear arms should not be infringed. So, I mean, that, that's... And by the way, the, um, Scalia, who provided the, uh, the opinion on, the, on, on that case, Heller versus D.C., mm-hmm. has well established once and for all uh, right. that it didn't only apply to the well-regulated militia. Right. One, one interesting point that I've always found is that the word regulated in that, te- in that time, it did not mean uh, as in rules and as, as you would think if you put the word regulated and militia together, it almost today in, in our modern vernacular implies governmental. But the word regulated back then, all it meant was well-exercised, able bodies, people that stay in shape, mm-hmm. and and not only in shape, but that are good marksmen. Uh, so that's what it meant by regulated. Mm-hmm. And that's lost. And Scalia talked about that in, in his opinion. Very important point, because mm-hmm. it debunks the, uh, the, uh, the, the fact that it, a lot of people today say, oh, that's only for a militia. That's only for government, not necessarily for you, you know, the regular Joe, you and me, to take up arms. What bothers people who are rather neutral on guns but are very uh, passionate about the Constitution is you, you simply cannot give ground on this topic. Because if you give ground on this, the only thing, and you give ground, we've, we're, already been, we're already giving so much ground without even realizing it. We've given, away, given so much ground on the First Amendment daily. Uh, and that that the younger generation, especially, doesn't even realize how 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 terrible shape the First Amendment is. I think a lot of people out there who who are willing to sit down and come to the table and talk about some reasonable discussions about how to make things better, they are not willing to give an inch uh, without some intelligent discussion. Just because once you give the inch, once you put the foot in the door. Um, and major ground is lost on the Second Amendment. What's left? Because it is, it is, it's because it's the key to, to liberty. It's the key to this country. It's the key that makes us the Second Amendment and the First Amendment are so, so much what makes us different from every place else. And from that's what scares people. It's not so much not owning the gun as it is as giving away such a fundamental right of liberty and the pursuit of happiness and all that that other countries had never yeah. had. And that we is have. there any other country that has uh, first and second amendment like we do? Not like we do. Not even in the western, not western, no, not no. the western civilizations of Europe. No, not the Scandinavia or no, not like us. Uh, you look at Britain now. I mean, I don't want to get back onto the first amendment, but, but look at how much harder it is to say certain things in Britain than it is to say here. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I think even real gun enthusiasts just simply don't realize that if they give ground on this. When does it stop? And when does it stop? Not, exactly. I mean, um, I, you all know that I'm Cuban-born, and that was one of the fir- very first thing that Castro did as soon as he took power. Uh, now, Batista, before him, had begun that, and, but again, he was to stay in control. What did um, Hugo Chavez do immediately? 
uh, what do what what did the uh, communist countries do? Immediately also confiscate, it, yeah. uh, and that's to prevent a revolt, to prevent the people. Now, Austra- Australia, uh, I forget what year it was, but they banned it. A lot of the uh, crime that's taking place in Australia uh, and actually in in Britain is uh, knife attacks. Right. You know, so what do they do? They ban knives. Uh, you cannot own uh, pocket knives or walk on the street with a pocket knife. Or So now are they going to start banning bats? Or what about cars? I mean, statistics, more people die in accidents than by gun shooting. So, I mean, it sounds like a ridiculous argument uh, to, to make, and, and we get mocked if we make that argument in a discussion. But it is it is true. So the whole point of tyranny, how do we prevent tyranny? How do we prevent uh, subjugating government from taking over the populace and subjugating them to the point where they make them do what they don't want to do by force? Um, how would we have been able to rebel against uh, the forces of of Britain during the the revolution? How would we have been able to defend ourselves? It'll come to a point where the people will say enough is enough, and they will resort to any means. Look what's happening in Hong Kong right now. Right. Uh, if believe me, that finally, I think I heard today that they're they are going to take that bill. She she rescinded the. Bill. She rescinded it completely because before yes. she had only said partially, partially exactly. So now, uh, but what did it take? It took uh, a lot of property loss and a lot of uh, uprising. But so Venezuela, you know. It's going to get to that point. There are no guns in Venezuela that they can get their hands on to mount up a, a revolt. But they'll throw themselves through the streets like it happened in Cuba, and they didn't care. They would give up their lives because they they would think that, okay, the ones that are I'm, – I'm reaching closer to the front line, but the one behind me will be able to get to that point, but I'll give up my life. I mean, that's that's what, what, what would happen. So anyhow – um, it's in the news because of the mass shootings, obviously, and it's heartbreaking. Uh, but I, I like to also uh, ask, almost to to, uh, without exception, most of these shootings, you look back, and they have been the result of someone with mental illness who should not have had a gun, and they were enough red flags. By the way, that's. Red flags. I, when we get a chance, I want to talk about red flags because I think it's good for us to define all these things for the p- people that are listening to us because it, in most cases, is not what it sounds like. It's not what it is. So anyways, mental illness, it's a big issue. Uh, I would submit to you that there are plenty, plenty of laws on the books. They're just not being enforced. I, I think it all comes down to, and, and I'm not negating anything you said about history and, and all that. It really comes down to how do we get people to talk? Because Americans, and probably people around the world, because humans are humans, they don't look for the source of the problem. They react to the end or what actually happened exactly. instead of the catalyst that started it. Mm-hmm. So it's really how do we get people to talk to understand? And there's a couple of information regarding gun deaths. Only 1% of deaths from guns is from mass shooting. is from suicide, 38% is from homicide, and 1% is by accident. Now, that's not saying that in a mass shooting it's only 1% more people die, but it it just goes to show how the emotions change or direct the topic. 
when you look at these numbers, you realize that even though it's a problem, it's not the main problem. The problem is why does someone pick up a gun or a knife and what changed in society that has become a problem? It's the value of life and other things. And here's another statistics. Mass shootings peaked in 2016 at 382 under the Obama administration. It's actually, and of course, this is a couple of weeks old. Under Trump, it was 346 for 217 and 340 for 218. So it actually has gone down. But if you listen to, I want to say the channels, the uh, mainstream the, media, mainstream media mm-hmm. they make it as it's, it's gotten worse. Well, what, to me, it's all about what's changed. And what hasn't changed, yep. with one exception that I'm willing to concede on, and you may disagree with me, but what's changed is not the guns. The guns aren't what's changed with some minor. When I was a kid, I used to go into school, into a Catholic school, very strict. I remember bringing in my my pocket knife, or not even my pocket knife, but my little knife on on the belt on my with a sheath. Mm-hmm. It had a little compass in it, and it was you know, but it was like a pocket knife. But it was in. I'd, I'd wear it to school, and nobody <laughs> took it from me. And I had a tie on and the whole Catholic uniform. When I was in high school, we're only talking about 1978, 79, 80, when I moved away from the city out into the country, out into eastern Long Island, you would go to school during duck season. <laughs> and you go into school, and in the parking lot of the high school would be 10 pickup trucks <laughs> right in the front of the school, within sight of the principal's office, 10, 12 pickup trucks all with guns in the back window, right out there. And what did you do at lunchtime or study hall? You went out and, and some local, we call them bubbies, you know, which was which is an Eastern Long Island redneck type. They would, you know, before they went to school, they went duck hunting. They came to school. There was, there was an arsenal on the parking lot every day. <laughs> did anyone feel unsafe? Did anyone feel, right? There was no no issues whatsoever. They were, they were all, all there. Everything was there. The only thing that, is a little different is I, I I'm because I want to be fully open uh, since we'll get into the discussion about uh, automatic you know about assault rifles is is not the not the assault rifle but there weren't as many say AR-15s around which everybody freaks out about and 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 Rico's a little bit more of an expert on that as why you really shouldn't be freaking out but there were plenty of 3030s and 3006s and and guns that could pick you off from two miles away. And I just don't remember any time during my 19 years of school anyone getting shot by another student. Okay? And the guns were there. They were all over the place. And, they were, and we all had them in our homes. And in my day, nobody had a gun safe. You walked into, my father was an avid hunter. You didn't have gun safe. You had gun cabinets. Guns everywhere. We had guns over the fireplace. Everybody, you know, and they were all there, and they were, and it was just a, it was, it was, not, now everybody keeps them in the safe, and that's all understandable. So what's changed? It's not the guns. What's changed, in my opinion, is the isolation. Uh, the All these people have one thing in common, and whether you want to call it mental illness or you want to call it the way society interacts these days and isolates people and isolates people who are on the fringe, and they end up in their own little... That's what should be looking at. You know, I don't want to just call it mental illness, but these people all have issues. First of all, they shouldn't, they've all gotten guns because somebody's dropped the ball or laws aren't being enforced or, or whatnot, but it's not the guns that have changed. You're looking at 
to me, and, and it, you know, you hear the joke, guns are to, you know, killing people as to a spoon making people fat. Well, there is some truth to that to an extent because the guns have always been there. So if all we're going to focus on the guns, that's not, that is not what has changed. So we need to sit down and say, why is this happening when it didn't happen in even in the 60s? Because 60s are considered one of the most violent times in American history, right? In the mm -hmm. late 60s with the assassinations and all that. But what has changed? I, and I, it's not the gun. So unless yeah. we're going to have a, an intelligent conversation as to why this is happening, why these fringe, these people who are on the fringe feel the need to go up and shoot up a school or shoot up a Walmart, that's what needs to be focused on. If you're just going to focus on the guns, then you're not serious about the conversation. And relating to that, I think I told you guys this story once, but before my father died, I was taking care of him, and it was 19, either 89 or 90. All right? And he was telling me the story. Actually, he said to me, Frank, there's something wrong with society now. I said, what do you mean, Pop? He said, when I was a kid, it was ghettos. He was in the Italian ghetto. He had a fight to go past the Irish ghetto to go swimming. <clears throat> and he said they would beat the crap out of him. But the only thing they did was beat the crap out of him. Maybe he got a bloody eye. Maybe they took his hat. But that was it. Right. And he said, nowadays, they'll kill you for a dollar. I said, so what do you mean, Pop? He says, nobody values life anymore. But there were and rules back then. Rules, but the value of life, which came from knowing that there was a God, Judeo-Christian belief, that there was a nucleus family. There's a lot to go in, into this. There isn't one solution. But it's, as, as I alluded to and Tom followed up, it's not the guns. You got to look at the catalyst. And well, if it's the decay of society, it's yes. the people. You, you're absolutely right, Tom. Man is what has changed. Man is what man. has changed, and 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 then and then as 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 man. I, I disagree with that. Man has not changed. The parameters holding man's basic nature back has well, that's changed. That's what I mean. It's, well, that's a well, big difference. Societal man, man's not able to change. Interaction. No, I, I don't of mean man, man literally, as in mm -hmm. having two arms, two legs, and you know. I'm talking about in yeah. general. Society has, that's, I should have used the word society. Society in general, degradation, the fabric of society, mm -hmm. we keep tearing at it. The family, uh, the breaking of the family, the breakup of a family, the single family value, the degradation of values and all that, uh, which it's matters of the heart. So the, in, the normal interaction, uh, let's, just, let's focus on young people, the normal interaction of young people. I talk to teenagers all the time, my own kids and everything. And it shocks me how these kids interact now in high school, say, for example, compared to what we do. They don't interact. They don't interact, mm -hmm. they don't interact at all. Do you think kids today did what we did? You had a problem with somebody? You met up 4 o'clock after school, and you and somebody beat the crap out of the other person. And when it was all done, the problem was over. Yep. You might have even shook hands, mm -hmm. right? And, and you didn't pick – you had some major issue with somebody where you did want to crack some heads. You didn't crack their head when their girlfriend was with them. There were rules. <laughs> They were just, and you know, and you solve these issues and, you know, I don't know how many, I can think of several people and I wasn't a, a trouble, trouble, but I had issues where I had major issues with people. We resolved them, usually with me getting my ass kicked. And then a year later, we would be best friends. Yeah. They were, but they don't, they don't interact now. Yeah, not, they, not that I ever was involved in it, but there were times in the Bronx where there were, <laughs> there were discussions that had to be resolved. Yes. And. Even though knives and guns were around, the uh, you had to agree to use them. 
Well, no, we didn't get that far. But chains, chains, chains yeah. pipes, chains, zip guns, pipes. Uh, that was no, because even though that sounds crazy, and I'm joking about it, we also realized that again, not to be redundant, that yeah, we I might have cracked you in the head, or I got cracked in the head, and, but I wasn't going to take your life. We were we were going to resolve this at a at the corner. Whoever came out came out. But we still respected that that other person deserved to live. Who was tougher than the Fordham Baldies? Who yeah. was tougher than the Red Wings, the Italian gang? Who was tougher than the Ducky Boys from up on Webster Avenue? These yeah. were tough gangs of different ethnicities. I can think of one instance in 30 years where there was a murder, where where, where there was a killing, where the, uh, the Red Wings and the Baldies had it out at Orchard Beach in the mm -hmm. Bronx, and the Red Wings came, and, and that was it. These were guys that butted heads and, and controlled neighborhoods. They were tougher than anything today. But there were rules and there was values. Whatever those values were, there were still values. Now, the, the kid, kids don't work it out. So they, they have all this pent up. And then, of course, this just, I'm sorry, the cell phone and social media just explodes everything exponentially. It just creates such bullying. Where do bullying always existed? But, but but now bullying is so out of control, and it's all because of this. Yeah, to me, this is the issue. The the cell phone and, yeah. and social media is 10 times more the issue because you can go on this and be a coward. You can go on this and rant and rave and, and have your, what do they call them, uh, when somebody writes a whole uh, manifesto, and you can do it anonymously, or you think you're doing it anonymously, and you can be a coward. Back in our day, you couldn't be a coward. You know, now you can be a coward. And the first step to it is not the shooting up of the gun. It's you can look at any of these people who are shooting up places, go to their cell phone and look what they've been doing. So that to me, it has nothing to do with the guns. So if you're going to start, if you're going to just focus on the guns, you're never going to get anywhere. So, Mr. M here, um, all that sounds fantastic. And I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. But in my opinion, I don't know that you can put the cap back on the phone you never will i don't think you can no. i don't think we can as a society forget about kids using it as bullying tools forget about this that the other i don't think we can put that back into you, know, Pandora's you can't box. put the what you call it back in a toothpaste back in the tube <laughs> exactly exactly what is in your guys estimation what is the actionable steps moving forward well, first thing is what rico said and that is what, my kid's not shooting up a school my kid's not stressing out why because i'm parenting that kid I mean, I know I, I most kids that I see and the parents, they are using this uh, un, unsupervised 23 hours a day. They're up at one o'clock in the morning when parents are asleep, 23 hours a day. It, it, so so break, breakdown of the family. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, I'm not just focusing on kids, but most of these shooters are are young. OK, other than the ones that get fired by the post office when they're 38. <laughs> but it's. Again, you can go back down to you can go back to something as simple as the breakdown of the family. Now, whether that's ever going to be fixable, either that's another. So argument. you don't think there's any legislation, any you know, um, uh, laws, acts that you there, can put in place? There is, again, but until I, they're I willing to talk about it, what I think you're solving, and I agree with you again, is a greater problem in society and like getting us back to where we should be, you know, morally and mentally. I just feel like that is going to be met with one that's a, it's a big undertaking, and two I think it's going to be met with such resistance 
I know a lot of, you know, my fellow millennials, that's all good and well, but you can't tell me how to live my life and how to raise my family. What are we going to do about these guns? And I think that is time and time again, you know, I think you said it, Frank, they don't care about the root cause. They care about the, so let's play this game. Right. Let's go to their level. Okay. You don't care about the root. What can we do about the the symptom? What what topical ointment can we put on it? What medication can we take, if you will? We have to assume that society is going to continue to degrade. I mean, if you are of any uh, Christian beliefs, you have to know, and I, I subscribe to that, that I expect things to get worse. I expect uh, the, the further degradation of man. And we can talk about this some other time, the, about the apostasy. The the uh, leaving behind the first love towards God, which uh, which like it or not, in, 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 there's enough evidence that if you are you live a, a a moral life or a life of worshiping a deity, you're going to respect your fellow man. But that aside, um, I I lose count of the hundreds of laws that already exist that are on the books. So I want to give you one example. So the Charleston Church shooting, you remember, it was pretty gruesome. This guy goes in, uh, uh, um, impersonates uh, part of a small group, and all of a sudden pulls out a gun and kills the people in the small group. So uh, I have forgotten completely about this, but there is, uh, I don't know if it was a day later or a week later, but there is James Comey representing the government, and he goes on to say, Lapses in the FBI's background check system saying that an error on our part is connected to this guy's purchase of a gun. An error on our part. In 2017, um, the only president that I remember in modern time went ahead with the stroke of a pen and signed and, and, and said, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to pass this on. And he passed what is called, it's come to be referred as the fixed NICs. Now, the NIC system... If you go out and buy a gun today, if you want to go get a, get a gun, you have to have a background check. Okay, it's the NICS means uh, National Instant Criminal Background Check System. All right, so, uh, and it's it's pretty instant within minutes. Sometimes during times where there's a lot of sales, it could take, uh, like during the Obama years, it would take maybe 30 minutes, so there would be long lines. But uh, more, because there's been a lot more gun sales, every state that has a shall issue has added more. I know Governor Scott here in Florida added a lot more personnel to basically uh, live up to the name, instant background checks. So there was a loophole, a big loophole. The veterans or some sections of the armed forces were not reporting mental issues or issues to the NIC system. So Trump, with a stroke of a pen, said, you know what, that's crazy. I want to fix that. And he made it so that it's mandatory. The Charleston shooting would not have happened if that, that guy's uh, mental issue would have been reported to the Nick system when he went and bought a gun. Yeah, but Fort Hood wouldn't have happened either, right? Fort Hood? Uh, Fort Hood was uh, more, even more interesting. Fort Hood, they had taken the guns away from the fort. Nobody right. was allowed to have guns. Yeah. And so the guy knew that, and he got in his, his, a doctor. He got his hands on a gun and went out and shooting. Nobody could defend a themselves. Military base. Yeah, like Trump says, there was no bullets going back the opposite direction. Yeah, but let's get back to what Mr. M said. This is all well and good. And I've heard a lot of people say there's a lot of laws on the books that can prevent it. Let's get to the question. 
why aren't the laws implemented? Mm -hmm. They are uh, implemented. They're, they're not they're enforced. Not enforced. All right, implemented, enforced. Because of let, it's, different it's, it's, states, different. Uh, yeah. They're they are so uh, why enforced here in Florida. This is getting to another topic. Why aren't the governing governor, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, if you want to resolve the issue and the laws are there? Instead of worrying about in Trump, uh, impeaching the president or what Hillary did, even though I think it's all important, get your crap together exactly. as a CEO of uh, America or it's of a, a company. It's a demagogue issue for many, many people in public uh, offices, and they don't want to fix it. So the question is, how do we get them to fix it? Because <laughs> You again, vote them off. <laughs> but we don't vote, vote them off. Out. How do we get them to, to fix it? Because the people, incumbents, get voted right in. Everybody is staying in their neutral corner. And if the solution is there because the laws are there that would not resolve it but uh, but address a good amount of it, how do we get they them They don't to want to fix it because their end result, let's, let's be clear, the end result, what they really want is to confiscate all guns. It goes back to the central mm -hmm. question of the elitist. They want to have full control. Now, they go around with their bodyguards, and their yeah. bodyguards have guns, but they want to, they want to take that away. And so they don't want, they don't care about what laws are on the books. They want to take okay. your gun away, your right away. So now let's talk for a moment about a topic that it's, that it's hot right now. Everybody's talking about it. Universal background checks. Okay. So now, now I don't, you have to be living under a rock if you don't believe that there are background checks when you buy a gun. Mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine. Well, maybe there are. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. There is a background check system that was implemented. Period, and it happened right after the Brady assassination attempt against Reagan. Okay, uh, in the eighty late mid mid eighties, the Nick system is called. All right, so there are loopholes that agencies are not reporting. So that that's been fixed at least for for the armed forces now. But the when when the elitists talk about back universal background checks, what do you think they mean? Because it's easy. I mean, it's it's a catchy subject. Who wouldn't want universal background checks? Who would be opposed to universal background checks? Immediately, what conjures up in your mind is, well, of course, I want universal background checks. What do you think universal background check means? And that's why I wanted to make sure that we define some of these terms or at least cause people to not to take our word but to look it up because it's important. Universal background check means that if you're my father, Frank, and you have a gun collection and you want to bequeath it to me, you want to leave it to me, you can't. Why? Here's what it takes with you under universal background checks. You have to go to a dealer, has to be through a dealer. You have to get be subjected to a background check, and then I have to go to that same dealer and be subjected to a background check. And so it costs money to do that, and that's the only way that you are you. I'm going to be allowed to get your guns, but. Not everyone, not, some of the universal background check language includes that only one gun per week. Some states say one gun per month. Uh, so you, you see now the All issue. Right, but, but let me play devil's advocate here. I'm, I'm your father, or either way you want to work it, because mm -hmm. I don't know if you want me to be your father. <laughs> All children are not ex exactly worthy I of agree. having a gun. Some of what we, in the Bronx we call doozy bots. They're crazy, agree, but they're crazy in the head. So having... Having the child, having to get a background check, in my mind, again, maybe we're, again, doesn't seem to be, again, I don't know if the loop, jumping over those hurdles should be as much, 
But just because I'm your relative, that doesn't mean you should have the gun. Of course, you're 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 assuming that uh, that if I had a mental issue and I was I was put into a hospital and I have that, and I was uh, I was judged as adjudicated as I should not come close to a gun. You're assuming that that's not part of the deal. That is part of the deal. That's another loophole. That's men- mental health issues must be addressed. And then take for instance, there's been enough statistics to say that most gun owners, the, the not, almost 99.9 percent of gun owners, are law-abiding citizens. So you, as my father, knowing that I had the mental issue, and let's assume for a moment that it's not registered anywhere, you would even think of going to. I know it's on the trust system, but I mean, there's statistics to back up that that as a gun owner, you are a, a stand-up citizen. Uh, but let's not assume it. Let's let's the 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 loopholes are right now. Any men, any psychological notes that a doctor make, anything related to psych- to uh, mental health or psychological notes that a doctor makes, this is under the HIPAA laws. They are untouched, untouched. Even if the FB, even the FBI has to go through some some heavy duty paperwork to get a hand on those notes, okay, they come under a separate, different laws. So those are the loopholes that need to be breached in for the greater good of society. I'm okay with that. The NRA is okay with that. Mental issue, we're all okay with that. Why not? So, anyways, back to the universal. That's what universal background check means. It's another way to basically stop gun ownership and to uh, create even more obstacles. Maybe I'm not as intelligent as you look, but what you just presented, I don't see a problem with it. I don't see it as stopping gun ownership. Again, if my father wants to leave me a gun he, and he thinks I'm a little off, I don't know, don't know if I'm off. Maybe I have kept it uh, under wraps. In my case, it's probably not the case because most people think I'm crazy. But... Maybe I kept it under wraps. I think it's okay for him to get uh, checked for a gun. And even if it costs some money, everybody has to contribute and be uh, inconvenienced in order to get some sort of continuity. All right? I think continuity is key here. Again, so it's going to cost a couple of hundred dollars for me to get my father's five guns. And I may have to wait a month because they want to check me out. I don't... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't see it as that much of a difficulty. Now, if you say what you said about one gun, I have a problem with that. So if my father has five guns and they want to check me, okay, I'm entitled to the five guns. I agree. They shouldn't start changing the numbers. But basic checking, I don't have a problem with. It's a tricky situation. <clears throat> I, I may not be with, doing it justice yeah, that's a little uh, to explaining it, um, but um, it's, a, um, it, it's, it's an infringement on on gun ownership, which uh, creates a slippery slope to yeah, but further it, it, it confiscation. It gets down to what, what... Why does gun ownership matter? Tell me, explain why the Second Amendment matters. Well, gun... From a gun standpoint or from a broader standpoint? From, from a gun standpoint, simply... And, and this is different from gun owner to gun owner. Because you're arguing that it uh, matters to be a gun owner. It matters to it, be a gun know, owner for me. Why It matters differently for me, maybe, than, than Rico or certainly than my father mattered to my father because he was a hunter, an avid hunter. Me, I couldn't kill a frog. It upsets me, okay? It matters to me because I live in a home of women. And, you know, it only takes once. And I've been in situations in my life 
where, you know, earlier in my life where I in situations and where I wish I had a gun. You know, now that I'm so now I'm surrounded by daughters and a wife. You know what? You, you live on this earth for 70 years. The chances of you having an incident, you know, they're 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 high enough. And that for me, that's all it's about. Do I, I am I an enthusiast? No. Do I love them? Do I love the no. But I want my daughters to be able to defend themselves. I yeah. want my will. It, will they ever become? No, I'm not. a. I don't I don't love being around them. I don't you know, it's so. So there's all different different levels of people. For me, it's simply the fact that I want to be able to protect my family on a very basic level. Would you would you settle for uh, protection by like a knife or simply calling the cops? That's well, not good not enough. Not where I you. live because a cop yeah. takes 25 minutes to a half hour to get yeah. to my house. Again, I'm just trying to get into the heads of people that I know that I've talked to about this issue that you're arguing all great points, but for them, it's a no-brainer. I don't need a gun. I'll never have a need for a gun. They've never you know, been put until in your, you need your, one. Your course, friend, that's right. Your friends say that, and, and, it, it's, and they've just it's never changing been now. Let me take them to some parts of New York City and let them walk down the street and see how they feel. It's well, it exactly right. the benefit of the they, doubt to people. They, oh, why? I, I can't. Actually, it's you know, wrong to feel prejudice. It's wrong to feel, hey, I don't like, I don't feel safe around this person. That is listen, a foreign feeling to them. And uh, you know, that's they, wrong they, to that person. That's they, wrong to that. You they know. say that Which until, is unusual they, because... until they get their crap beat out of course, by, by of whether course. it's a black or whether it's an Irish or a Jew. Oh, it doesn't and then matter. All of, yeah. all of a sudden it changes. Of course. But I agree with, with Tom and I'm probably the one here who doesn't. I know I'm the one who doesn't have a gun. But I still think you should have the right to choose to defend yourself by any means possible. And society, as we already spoke about, is changing. Do I want to stop the guy on the other side of the door when he's coming to get my wife or I or wait for him to get within five feet of me? I prefer stopping him on the other side of the door. Of course. And for too many people, it's it's and again, this is not an epidemic for most people, but I don't want to go through life worrying about that one time. For me, it does happen to be that I am 20, at least 25 minutes away from any cop unless he happens to be driving through my neighborhood when that happens. And I and I hope I never use it. I hope the only time I ever use it is to keep uh, relatively proficient on the range every now and then just so that when I do or my wife does have to pull it out that she's not, you know, blasting up the kitchen. So, and So what did I, I uh, I'm going to sound ignorant here and that's easy for me. Uh what do they call it when they, they form a body of people to give a consensus in our government on a particular subject? They get, hopefully, the Republicans and Democrats together and they... A they, caucus? A caucus. I don't know if it's a caucus. They, it's, it's sort of like to get an opinion and come up with our suggestions. Right. right. And there's right. a name for it. I can't remember. Right. You know... It, uh, it, like an exploratory... An, yeah, um, but there's a, there's a fancy name for the government. It's no oh. different than when I owned the company. I got everybody together and said, tell me your pros and cons and, and let and, me try and make this place better. You mentioned right. Trump with a signature said, listen, all this information that we're gathering has to be communicated properly between all, all the organizations so we, so we can stop this. Makes sense. But why doesn't a politician form this group, Republicans and Democrats? And that doesn't mean they're, they're, uh, they have to honor the opinion of the committee. Frank, but form an exploratory They don't want to, don't want to because that's the what data, I'm getting to. That's the data does to. not support their case. That's what I'm uh, getting to. But call them out. As Mr. M said, why isn't this happening? 
Call them out and say, listen, I want to get three on your side, three on your side, and let's that's discuss. What the, uh, that's what the Republicans do. That's what the NRA does all yes. day long. They spend but the more NRA time calling is them not out. the government. The Republicans no, I, I are not know. doing this. I know, but the, but the NRA is a single-issue entity, single-issue. They, they don't care about anything else but the Second Amendment. Yeah, but the NRA is considered biased, so no one's no. going to— well, ignorant ex people. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter, but that's exactly. who we're dealing with, ignorant yeah. people. So Come on now. It's the same thing as immigration. It's the same exact thing as immigration. You, 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 they talk about all these solutions. So then somebody like Trump says, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And they're like, oh, no, no. But I agree wholeheartedly with Frank. If you want to get anywhere on this issue and have bipartisan right. you know, reach across the aisle, the NRA can't be involved. Fine. They are too biased, and I'm well, using air quotes. You mentioned yeah, the NRA tainted, but they're certain tainted groups with, and the conversation. Right. And it shuts it down. So, but take the NRA out of it, and they still will not come to the table. The same way they won't come to the table on immigration, because, you know, with I'm not I'm the last person in this in the world who's a conspiracy theorist. But they simply do not want to solve the problem. You solve the problem, you take away one of their biggest talking points. Yeah. They don't want to solve this problem. <clears throat> no, that's they're, true. They're they very don't want intelligent to, but... people, in my opinion, on one side of the aisle. Very intelligent, really want to talk about this. So, and, and then you got the mainstream media who will talk all day long about El Paso, all day long about Dayton, but they simply vanishes the fact that 38 people were shot in Chicago this week because it yeah. doesn't fit their agenda. Yeah, that's Where's 100. That Those know, are human lives too. I understand because government, again, a pox on both your houses. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them are doing the job. And you say vote them out, but. We have a history of not voting them out. Exactly. Look, look at what everybody's talking about. And again, I'm not saying whether I support Trump, even though I, I will say I support Trump, but I'm saying whether it's important or Hillary, nobody is talking about the problems of America. But how do you think that the, par the people would talk about the problems of America? And I hate to go into another topic, but it's the media. If they really wanted to do an expose on all of this, they would. But they, they're complicit. And in that, I agree with Trump when he calls them the enemy of the people. A corrupt media, to me, to me, as a Cuban-born, having lived under communism and seen the propaganda that the, uh, the, uh, the central government uh, press uh, propagates, to me, they are the enemy of the people. I want to go back to Mr. M's original question, and that is, because I think it's a very important question. It's not about me loving guns. It's not about uh, gun ownership. It's about the original idea how this country was formed, and that is uh, based on, that's why I started out with, we have to, we cannot forget about how it was founded. The, the original idea came from the tyranny that they were escaping and the tyranny that they wanted to prevent. The Second Amendment reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. So, so then, a free state and the right of the people, inalienable, inalienable rights okay, that no one can take away. I have the right to pursue happiness. I have the right to defend myself because... Uh, before the police gets there, even if they get there in five minutes, I could take care of it in 30 seconds, okay, to protect yeah. my property, my family. And then if I need to take arms to, to defend the Constitution, to defend from foreign invasion or to defend from a, a, banker, a mentally bankrupt government that is out to subjugate me, I will take up arms. That's what it was for. So that and that alone, and 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 most importantly, it's the reason why I want to defend the Second Amendment, 
And anything that infringes upon that will be a slippery slope to Australia, to the UK, to any communist country, to Venezuela, and But to Cuba. People who are opposing the Second Amendment don't see those as I negatives. No, they don't. They don't see – so you say we have to realize how the country was founded. A lot of people have dissent for the country and don't value how it was founded. Oh, Hold on. Let me – don't value how it was founded and think we should change it. So I think there is – I agree. I, there's honor in your, your, your standing. I agree. But that's I, a separate to, matter. That's, sure, that's, uh, sure. You, you have know. to know your audience. I almost – from what you said, it almost would behoove conservatives or people who are um, <clears throat> fighting for the Second Amendment to – to appeal to the left's hate for Trump. Hey, if you think he's going to come in and kick you out of this country and build a wall and think of, you know, what people in communism and like Cuba yeah, what's were happening fighting in Venezuela. Against. Did you see that tank run over people? But, you know, mm -hmm. it, no one there it, it to almost would make themselves? more sense mm -hmm. if they were using that angle. You want to be able to protect yourself. God forbid Trump came into your house and, you know, tried to fight you. And and there is a small, I would say, demographic of um left-leaning uh, people who are still gun advocates for that exact reason. Oh, I don't care. Uh, you know, the shootings are, are horrific, and, and I, I empathize and sympathize, but I, I'm a gun owner first, and, and I need to protect myself above every, anything because I don't trust Trump, who's in office. I've heard that statement said, you know, way small group. So th that almost makes more sense to, to appeal to them. If, so, if Trump went haywire and wanted to come in and confiscate my property, I, I don't care. I want to defend against Trump. I don't care if he is a conservative or calls yeah. himself whatever it is. Now, to your other point, to your other question about that, there, that this disenfranchisement of some people, that they don't yeah. feel so cozy about the, how this country was formed and they feel disenfranchised. Well, those are matters of the heart to me. I may be you, – you may disagree with me, but those are to me – matters of the heart that uh, and and the decay the moral decay of and th those bring up other topics such as education our educational system and the family and the lack of a father and lack of values and all that but those are all topics for uh, another occasion ownership of a gun the mechanism how it works the using it for uh, as a sport and using it for uh, understanding the mechanism and getting fixing it that's separate that's that's Uh, that's uh, additional, additional. That's that's a testament of the free time that we have in this country and the affluence, because the people in 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 the early days, they they probably had barely enough time to clean their gun because life was so much harder. All right, uh, um, but if the media really took the time to expose these subjects and talk about it without an agenda, we would be more because every time the media picks up a topic and does the right thing and talks about it, everybody gets it. I uh, I measure the media by the airport traffic. I don't know if you know this, but every airport in America has a contract with CNN. I don't know mm -hmm. how long it's, it lasts, but it's always on CNN. Mm -hmm. uh, and no other news outlet can get in there. Mm -hmm. All right, so so how, the, how that... I stopped traveling now, but when I used to travel... I would begin to see snippets of people here and there that would get disgusted by what was on. But the majority of the people, that's all they were watching. And it's very the low attention span, the low information voter, that that's all they hear. And boom, it's got to be gospel. The media is presenting it. Okay, but that's that's not real. That's not. And so if the media would take one subject and really do a bang up job on it and, and present it both sides 
every now and then when they do that, that subject is well acclimated and well received and well understood by the people. Outside of that, every subject that we're talking about, and particularly the topics that we are ta- that we've chosen to talk about, we're talking about it because we feel that they haven't been understood, and we're trying to educate people. And it's precisely because they either don't have the, the the curiosity to read about it, or whatever news they get, it's biased. It's biased. So when we talk about assault weapons, what does that mean? What is it? What does well, it mean well, to? Be, before you get back to that, it, it really comes down to addressing what M said, Mr. M, and what you said. The society now is totally spoiled. They have no idea what it is to be under tyranny or anything like that, where you as someone who immigrated here have a point of reference. So they take that all for granted as if it's it's going to stay no matter what. And they have no idea that, as Reagan said, you're one election away. I think we said one election or two elections away from this all disappearing. And I told you on another show where uh, Franklin was leaving and the young lady said to Franklin, what did you give us? He said, <laughs> Uh, I gave you a republic if you can keep it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it comes down to complacency and affluence that Western society has had because this generation is so removed from socialism, from Nazism, from fascism. They have no idea <clears throat> so removed from how, the facts. how so bad removed. it is. Well, part of the facts, but, it, but it's also, again... If you experience what Rico experienced or a lot of other people, you would look for the facts because the facts is your salvation. Mm-hmm. Right now, they, they don't have to look for the facts because they are so complacent and living such a pampered life. You know, I was just talking to my wife today, how she was talking about how when she was a kid, what they had to eat and what life was going to get kerosene. I know it was a different time and I'm talking like an old man, you know, it was before the war. Uh, but look at the people in our country today who we consider poor and how they live. You know, large screen TVs, one or two cars in the driveway. Uh, they have a roof over their head. They're not worried about getting a meal the next day because the government's paying for it. They are totally complacent. There's just too many people involved in this conversation who are dumber than a box of rocks there are, and, <laughs> or, or ignorant. I should, I'm not going to say dumb, but they're ignorant. You can't sit down. What's changed for me is is is, you know, eight people uh, sitting in a room are four and four on totally opposing sides. As long as those eight people are intelligent, and I can fully respect an opposing view as long as it comes from a, a, a position of, of knowledge, okay? I mean, it's, I can think of all kinds of people, I think, that used to occupy, you know, used to be in the Senate or used to be in... Um, you know, in, in in Congress, that I disagreed with intensely, and I I wish they were there now. You know, if if Bill Bradley, Senator mm-hmm. Bradley from right, I just I mean, I, he was one of my heroes as a kid when he was with the Knicks. He became a senator from New Jersey, and I disagreed with eighty percent of what he did. Mm-hmm. But the man was brilliant. Okay, I wish I could just see these this nonsense wouldn't going wouldn't be going on now. If people on the uh, on the on the I'm not going to say the left, if liberal Democrats were being represented by people like Bill Bradley or Joe Lieberman or Samuel, uh, Patrick Moynihan, yeah, but it's, or, not, it's not just the, the the left. The right doesn't have great no, people leading yeah, us either. Yeah, but one thing I I and and I'm again I'm not Joe Joe Gung Ho Gun guy, but 
the average gun owner, first of all, I've never known a, a serious gun owner who wasn't a very serious person about his guns. Mm -hmm. Very responsible. And I, I'm even talking about what you can call rednecks. I'm not talking about just, you know, someone like Rico here who's not a redneck. But, but you know, they want to focus on the on the redneck. But even a, a low education redneck is knows more about the Constitution and his gun rights than, than the people who are opposed to him. Until we get into, if, if half the people at the table want to pro solve the problem and the other half of the people at the table just have an agenda, we're not going to get anywhere. And if we're not willing to sit and talk about that seriously, I don't think there are people, I, I, I'm i sorry, there are more people on the right, you know, the, the, the Jim Jordans and the Tom Cottons and these people on the right who I consider Ted Cruz's or, or the Trey Gowdy's of the world. Give me four people like that. Now, I'm not saying I have to agree with, but give me people of that intelligence on the left and put them at the table and we can get this done. I can't think of one person that I would put at the table on the other side. Because who are you going to give me? Alyssa Milano? You're going to give me um, AOC or, or Tlaib or one of them? They don't have, they're not serious about solving this problem. They're serious about emotion and they're serious about, and and, and you think any of these people know anything about the, the history of this country and yeah. the history of what why the Second Amendment is so important to the basic of this country? What's the Second Amendment and the First Amendment are why we're not Sweden, why we're not Norway, why we're not Denmark, you know, but only half of the table has the ability to carry on an intelligent conversation. The other half just has an agenda, and they can throw all these laws they want are, and I don't know what the statistics are, but all these laws they talk about, even if they did throw them in, how many of these gun mass shootings would have been? Okay, but, have been but before we get to define everything, which I think Rico is right, it comes back to what Mr. M said. All right, you think the other side doesn't want to sit down, so where do we go from here? You it know, almost that's feels what, like that's the question you're asking. You know, we so can we can postulate all we want and, and BS here so all we they, want, but you're asking a serious question. If the other side, according to Tom, doesn't want to sit down and talk reasonable, what do you do when your your people who uh, possess a position different from you? Don't want to talk about it. Someone has to be the bigger person and concede. So well, it's not necessarily concede. Someone has to. And they have the appearance of concession. There are well, no, that, lead. There are people that are not slinging mud. Tom Cotton and Jim Jordan and these these guys are not. But look, in the, I, yeah, I would but even it, say it, those people are inconsequential in the sense of it, the people that are slinging mud. They don't matter ultimately. It, but it, they do matter to the younger. Uh, uh, generation. Who but you know what would you know move waves for younger CNN. people? AR-15s. We should ban them. Yeah, but you know that kind of just showing any kind of empathy. You don't have to concede again. Not because it's my idea. I'm sure other people come up. If Trump would turn around, as Rico said, and you know, a stroke of a pen changed or, or made sure laws were in place. If he turned around and said, "Listen, I want to form a committee. I'm I'm saying it now to open it up. I want the Republicans to give me three names. I want the Democrats to give me three names. I want a committee, and I want to give them their recommendations how to address this issue." Put it out there. Let everybody see that nobody wants to do it. You have to call the kettle black. But even if it happens, even or let, let's say I think it's still tainted because people uh, who oppose him won't see anything no, he does but if positively. The, if the committee comes together, let's just say they do agree to do it. There's still politicians at the end of the day. They're still politicians. Right. But whatever recommendations they put forth, somebody's going to have to say, you know what? I don't want to do it. 
Yeah. Frank, I can almost guarantee the response as soon as uh, Trump tweets this, right? The response is going to be, how many more people, how many mass, more mass shootings are going to take place in the six-month, ten-month, a year that you know this community is going to be, be talking if I was about? Trump and I gave you the number. 382 mass shootings under Obama. When did he call anybody together? I'm calling people right. together, and I'm stopping it now. You just need to have some guillons. You know, you just need, because when I, again, not because I own companies, but the, the crap stopped with me. You know, I had to take I charge. would agree, and I, I wish that that would happen. I think you're too responsible, Frank. Yeah. I don't think these people the bottom care line is, to be held to that responsibility. They probably don't, but, to, but you got to call them out. The you bottom line is, is that it's, just let it's them ingrained slide. in their mentality. Of course. Mentality. You're right, and, and you're right Frank. If, if that committee happened, and, and I don't know what they would come up with as solutions or suggestions, the media would either have to side with them and then you could say it's false news or somebody would have to say, review it and say, listen, they came up with these five things. What are we going to do with them? We're not going to so, do any of them? But the mass public, I think, has their own thing. Of course and, they do. You know? And I think that's the only... Unfortunately, Every study that has been needed. done has concluded that background checks do not solve the issue. Because we discussed it, that it's not the guns that are a problem. It's a deep exactly. problem that's and, multifaceted. And, Why are these young men doing this? And and there are loops, loopholes within the background checks which Trump tried to fix. And he did it with the stroke of the pen because gov uh, Congress was not going to pass it. All right, He had to do it that way. Um, the, the bottom line is, is that this idea of gun confiscation is anathema to, to the liberal mindset. They do not want it. It's an elitist position that it's ingrained in them and they they are they can't divorce themselves from that so that that's one thing to 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 fight and argue uh, against the 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 uh, universal background check it's a facade it's a fake Oregon and Delaware went ahead and passed mm -hmm. very restrictive uh, uh, background checks have the highest crime increased since it was passed Why? Because they still refuse to. Uh, you can still go through the background check, and your your certain criminalities and certain psychiatric issues are not reported, mm -hmm. and so you can still buy the gun. So you're only proving my point here. Again, my view of this is because I own companies. You're telling me I have trouble with my company. You're telling me what the problems are with my company, and myself and my brother who own the company don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So we deserve to go out of business. Yeah, but we are. But half the people want those people in business, and our half wants our people in business. You know, so my that. company doesn't grow, and nobody makes money. I, I, I can't relate to this. I go back to what Mr. M said. Okay, it's great. We're bullshitting here, but how do we come up with the solution? You want to? Let's write a letter to Trump and ask I him to you, do it. I'm going to do it. I'll write a letter to Trump and ask him to do that. I have as no a gun owner, okay, and as a defender of the Second Amendment, I want. If we're going to have background checks, I want them to be solid across the board. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want if you are if you've had a criminal record, I want it to show up on the NIC system. If you have psychiatric situations, I want it to show up. Now, I I I am uh, I want I'm the first one to admit that I'm walking a fine line because if I go back to the Constitution and I read the word shall not be infringed, okay. The Supreme Court will soon take up a case concerning that infringement because the background check can be seen as an infringement on my rights to just the right to own 
and, and, and bear arms, okay? Now, if I am going to harm myself, and that brings us into the next subject, the, the red flag laws. If I'm going to harm myself in the interest of pres- preserving li- life, okay, which you can make an argument that they don't want to preserve an abortion, the, the baby, but th- let's say they want to preserve someone that's going to harm themselves, okay? In the interest of, of preserving myself, I'll, I'll, I'll agree to uh, some sort of, uh, some form of uh, notice. But here's the problem with the red flag. Well, first of all, let's define what a red flag is. The red flag law says that I have guns, let's say, and if my family, my my friends, my coworkers, anybody, my employer sees that I'm having mental instability and that I have used words to say, I'm going to come here and wipe you out or something, that they have the right to go and notify the police and say, I've heard Rico say or do or something. And by the way, he owns guns and he has made comments about it. The red flag law says that the police can show up at my house without a warrant, issue number one, without a warrant, and confiscate my my guns. They have the right to confiscate my guns. No questions asked. What are they missing? No due process. You know mm-hmm. what due process is in yeah. America. Okay, let, let's define it for anyone else that it's he, uh, hearing us and doesn't uh, uh, doesn't understand. Due process means that I have the right to uh, a jury of my uh, uh, a jury of my peers. I have the right to go through the process and be adjudicated in front of a jury to absolve me or to find me guilty. Okay, so there is no due process in that regard. All right, so you might say. But, Rico, you were going to hurt yourself. Yes. But what if it was my estranged wife who hates me and wants to harm me because I didn't give her enough money on the divorce or something? Okay? I got one She enough. can say whatever she wants. <laughs> what if it's your neighbor? What if? Remember how uh, uh, Senator... Um, can't believe I forget his name now. The, he got uh, mauled over by the neighbor. He was ma- uh, mowing his yard. Uh, Rand Paul. Suppose that Rand Paul has guns and his neighbor didn't mow him over, okay, but simply called the police and said he has guns and I overheard him saying he wants to hurt himself. They would have gotten in there and take his gun. One more thing. You don't get your guns back. Oh, listen, I'm not supp- I, I think it's great that you point this out. I'm not supporting that law. I never did. Other people are suggesting it. Uh, Cruz is. Well, that's again. Cruz. Every, everybody, whether you agree with him or not, is entitled he to his opinion. Understand it. Well, whether he understands it or not, he's entitled to his opinion. I'm sure he heard. I'm not taking. Anything. I'm sorry. I meant Rubio, Senator oh, Rubio. Rubio is. Okay. I'm not taking anything away from Rico. I'm sure the people have heard this discussion from intelligent people, and if that's what he came down on, that may be the consensus that you're talking about. I'm not saying it's good. And I may think he's crazy. But it's a but slippery slope. I understand, but he has the to right to do it. We're discussing this here, and, and the people who don't want guns have the right to say it. And hopefully we have a discussion, as Tom would say, and I don't know if we convince them or they convince us, but part of it is that's the process. <laughs> and even after a logical discussion, well, if, if, you, if you think my position doesn't validate anything, okay. I think we're proving the point that we can have a, an adult conversation all right. No one here has lost their mind. But you recall after the Stoneman um, Marjorie uh, shooting, okay, 
You recall that that sheriff sat in the CNN studio with Dana Loesch, who was a representative of the NRA, and they ate her alive, or so they thought, okay? And he sat there. Now, what have we learned since then? First of all, he's been fired, mm -hmm. and we know that, that that young man, there were 21 times, I think it was 21 red flags, situations that somebody could have rung the alarm, and that kid would not have owned a gun. Okay, mm -hmm. or at least wouldn't have purchased one legally like he did. Okay, 21 times. I remind you again of what Comey said. The FBI, an error on our part. This guy fell through the cracks. So, and like that, every other shooting, the majority of the shootings have been, you look back, somebody missed something about that individual. And it all points back to, or the majority, to mental health. Okay, but guess what? To the, the point I was trying to make, that it's forum at CNN, it went wild. Nobody listened to anybody. It, they were all screaming over each other. And the facts of the matter is, is that that sheriff sat there and lied, lied because he knew he had given an order. Let's not deal with truancy. Mm -hmm. Let's beca why? Because the, the 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 I guess the city wanted to protect the image, and they did not want to well. That was one of the items that uh, the kid had been truant before and nothing was done about it. Yeah, but it comes down to what we spoke about. No one wants to deal with the facts. It's an emotional issue. It's an emotional issue. And, and we have to figure out how to get beyond the emotions. And I don't know if we can even do it. <clears throat> until, the, uh, until I trust the other side to not have an agenda, I, I, I would gladly give some ground as Rico said, as long as there's due process, I'm gladly willing to talk about true assault weapons, not AR-15. You know, I mean, that's part of the discussion, but um, every article talks about AR-15s, and they think AR means assault, and it's assault rifle, and it doesn't mean that. That's a perfect example. Nobody wants to even talk about the ignorance of – if, if people are talking about things they, they, they're totally ignorant of, how are we ever going to get to step two? But until me as a – I am so, you know, so uh, blessed to live under the greatest, con the greatest written laws in the history of the world. I'm not willing to give up an inch of those until I know that the other side doesn't have an agenda. I'd be willing to give up. Obviously, we have to talk about giving a little uh, on on both sides. But until I'm confident. That that's you know they'll be happy with some of some concessions, which I'm nowhere near confident now. I'm not I'm I'm not so, going to give an inch. So and, so taking what you just said, we're at a stalemate because you don't believe that they're going to be willing to talk. Which I'm not saying you're wrong, but again, I'm I'm trying to get to the the purpose we we're talking here of yeah. maybe coming how to how to come up or ideas of how to address it. If you don't think they're ever going to come around, well, we, they, we're they going nowhere. I think immigration is a good is a good analogy. Because Trump, I think, has been very open about immigration. Look how they painted him as so evil. He's been very willing to give them everything they want as long as he lets them build the wall. And they won't let him. I, they listen. And they're, now they're so bold as to say that any kind of immigration policy, any kind of immigration enforcement is cruel. And I mean, they're so off. How, how can you have a conversation with them? That's listen, what's happened. I agree with you. Then that's where I but, go back to but, my point. But again... Just saying you understand the circumstances doesn't mean you stay status quo unless you're just going to let it evolve no. or devolve 
into a circumstance where nobody wins. No, uh, uh, so Frank, my my, and this was this was my personal intent of of this subject today, was to misspell uh, myth about some of these subjects, some of these definitions, and clarify and talk succinctly about some of these laws and loopholes. Not so much. Uh, I wasn't intending of finding a solution. Obviously, do I want? Trump, like you suggest, to sit to form a committee? Absolutely. But um, we're doing our part, or at least I feel I'm doing my part, by talking about things that are not being talked about very clearly in the news, in the media, in Yahoo News, no matter what platform. No one is talking about any about what the red flag law really is, about what the universal background checks really is. You what mentioned AR-15 uh, AR is, uh, um, no. and what what a, an assault weapon is. And I mean, uh, it, you hear all the time what, the gun show loophole. If you, right. You've heard that many times. What the heck is that? You know, they throw it around like gun shows should be illegal, like gun shows should be. You can't uh, get out of a gun show without a background check. But, uh, the only the, what they refer to as a loophole is that if I go in there visiting the gun show and I bring a gun and I want to sell it there, now so they call it a loophole because if I sell it as a private individual, I'm not required to subject you to a background check. I could if I wanted to. All right, I'm not required. So what do I do as a responsible individual? And guess what? Most people, most sales that I've seen in front of my eyes are done this way. I, I've made a form, and in the form I have all of, most of the items that, I, that are found in the, in, in the transaction that uh, are viewed as important when you buy a gun at a dealer. All right, so I take your license. First of all, I cannot sell a gun to uh, anyone that is not a Florida resident. So the uh, first thing I ask you is, listen, it's a private sale, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to need your license. I'm going to make, uh, I can't make a copy here right now. I might take a picture of it. I'm going to take your name and some information, your address and all that. And I'm going to verify that you're not a, a Florida, that you are a Florida citizen. And I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer if you want. Uh, are you willing? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to give you a copy of the form and I keep a copy. You keep a copy because I keep a record of all of that because if there's ever a problem, I want to be able to show who I sold it to. All right. And so it protects the individual, protects me. That's how I do it. Do other people do that all the time? Probably not. So that has been referred to as the gun show loophole because there is no uh, no background check transaction. But But also it's not that the exhibitors and the salesmen and like the stores there are doing this. This Correct. is private right. individuals. Correct. And that is often overlooked. Mm -hmm. I can go into any uh, gun show and purchase any kind of gun. If you go to a shoot straight, if you go to a, you know, you name it, a gun, gun store franchise type place. You have to do a background you, check. You, you can't. have to. It's, it's private talk citizen, about universal. You can do that. You don't need a gun show. You can go to any it's street required. corner, any, you know, whatever. And, you, know, you can be shut down immediately if, you if you're found that you did not do a, uh, a uh, background check as a dealer. All right. So how do you suggest we get around the private sales? So I, I think that's okay. clearly something that can, that can be agreed No to. one ever talks well, about I'm, that. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, okay, <clears throat> this may be something I'm, I'm only hitting on it. So here's, here's, if it's a loophole, So here's one way solution? to fix it. Uh, all gun shows are private, meaning mm -hmm. 
Uh, they are sponsored by, like, uh, around here, Shoot Straight owns all the gun show pretty much, okay? Mm-hmm. They can pass a rule that says no private sales allowed. Done. No, no, but wait okay. a minute. That's so only that's one way. That's only local. We're talking about nationwide. I understand. How, how I do understand. we do that? There could, there could be a rule, a, a law passed that if you are sponsoring a gun show, if you run it for as a business, no private sales take place there. That's one way to fix it. Another way to fix it is that uh, they say, okay, even a private sale, you must do a a, uh, a background check. The problem with that is that you now have to how do you do a it's mechanism it's it's how do you actually get it done as an individual i don't own the the uh, the electronic thing i have to now have the form the the 44 the form i forget the number they got a number i now have to have that i have to fill it in i have to call in i am not a business only dealers right now but that can are be allowed created. Well, yes, but it costs money, and it's it's uh, how do you implement it? So it's an implementation. The the easiest way to be, would be uh, to pass just, a law that if you run a, a gun show, no private sales are allowed. Now, is that going to prevent a private sale to pa- to happen the following way? Hey, I got I got one. Hey, if you meet me outside, uh, here's my address. Come to my house. I can sell it to you. I I understand that, but one way of doing that, and again, going back to when I owned the business, we had a report. I I nines, mm-hmm. I think it used to be called I nine. Yeah. It's quite some time yes. ago, and I I used to get fined all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do it anymore. I'll show you how much times change. Because all of a sudden I get a thing from the government says, you know, uh, you know Harry Johnson, this is not the right social security number, and I owe I owe him three hundred and fifty or seven hundred dollars, whatever it was. So I understand what you're saying. Anybody who sells a gun should have to fill out a form. Maybe not the background check there because it's got to go to the government. Okay, send it to the government. The government has 60 days or 30 days. That doesn't, it's not going to be perfect. Guy can go out tomorrow. But okay, you sell a gun, send in the form. The government, local government, or however it does, 30 days has to do a background, background check. And if there's a problem, go rescind the gun or whatever you want to do. The, uh, the problem is, and this is a matter of law, that it will be challenged. It goes back to the infringement portion that that some scholars believe that in, in forcing someone to undergo a background check, it's a form of infringement on something that is constitutional that I have the right. So stop putting obstacles before me for me to obtain that right. You know, my professor in college says, your freedom stops where my head begins. That was a great saying that I, I understand. I, I remember that I understand, but You have no proof so, that me buying that gun no, to no, a but private what I'm sale, saying is, I'm, I'm going to use it for a criminal act. I understand, but I'm going to what you say, infringement. Infringement is... Is is a a gray area here because if someone is mentally ill in some way, all right, that doesn't mean we can't infringe upon their rights because they may hurt others. Going back to what you said, so I'm not saying they should infringe on everybody, but there is a point where infringement yeah, I, I, becomes viable for society. But but wait, why do you think that psychiatric notes are not easily discoverable? Because the, the lobby, the medical lobby, says no. And so you're going to run into them saying, wait, 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 wait. You're, well, let's go back. Right I, I'm not in the medical field like, like some people are. All right. Why did they say no? Because it's because uh, uh, they're afraid of getting sued. No, it, it's because it's a uh, it's a private matter. And HIPAA, it's 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 codified as a private matter. And uh, okay, no one so should know that you went to the shrink. Let's step it had. back one more time. So why wouldn't if we're so worried about guns? Why wouldn't there someone change the law to make an exception 
for someone applying for a permit for a gun that that I'm okay medical. With that. I, okay, that, I, I'm not I saying agree. so. That's something yes. that. Uh, as Mr. Yeah. M would say, the NRA we could, even agrees with that. Okay, that's great. So I'm just pointing out that might be a great uh, way of saying, okay, this is a concession. The We're willing to make. don't want that because they know that that'll solve it. Okay, I, and they want this topic to continue because I agree. The NRA it generates would agree to a, a HIPAA type. Uh, they're they're uh, they're on yeah they're on the verge of saying, look, if you have been committed, okay, the only thing that the NRA says is. If that person has been rehabilitated and has been judged by a competent doctor that says this guy has no problems, then he's restored his his or her rights. That's the only that. thing that they say. I agree with that. And again, we're not we're not going to pass laws because we got about as much power as I have as I have in my pinky. But reality is, we're discussing it here to get people to try and think. So this is a good concession, whether they want it or not. I'm not saying that. It's like I said, put it out there. All right, it's among us. But it would be good to put it out there and say, "Listen, this is something that we can all work on." And, how do and, yeah, how do we go from here? Out there or not? That's the issue. I, as long as they keep screaming assault weapons, assault weapons, yes, assault yes, weapons, yes, 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 universal background check. Those, those, it's it's like anything else. You have no, they have no idea. Even the people who are proponents you of give that, them a jab slap. They, they have no I, idea what they're talking about listen, because they I don't come, mean what they say. Frank, if I come at you with a knife, is is uh, is that knife an assault weapon to you? Yes, of course. Of course. So it, def, defining these AR terms blade. and the low information <laughs> voter does not know what an assault weapon is. OK. And so uh, 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 semi-automatic versus fully automatic. Now, in the military, you have fully automatic, mm -hmm. meaning you press a trigger and it, you empty the magazine. OK. You empty the magazine. Now, the AR has a unique uh, uh, distinction in that the way that it was uh, built is that uh, you can fire... One, or you can fire spurts of three, okay? You have those settings. So you can fire one, 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 or you can fire spurts of three, 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 okay? And so, uh, uh, and so but a semi-automatic means, uh, means that one round at a time, I have to press as hard as I can with my finger for the rounds to go. A fully automatic means that I keep it pressed and boom, I empty the magazine. Now, most people in America... And the media, the media. Every time I hear them, they they have no idea what they're talking about. In fact, they don't even call it magazine; they call it clips. There's no such thing. Okay. You know, the only clips I know are the ones that were used in some older rifles, like the Mossin Nagant, where they they get the 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 the, the bottom the the bottom of the bullet is it's in a clip, and you kind of force it in. Mm -hmm. But it's not even uh, a magazine is a magazine. It's not referred to as a as a clip. Uh, you, all you have to do is hear some of the reporting in any any outlet. Even Fox News does this, and uh, they don't know what they're talking about. They're using terms that are these are people that have not taken the time to educate themselves, and so there's a lot of misconception, a lot of misinformation. So why don't why don't you write an editorial? And let's get it put in the paper. I say you only because I don't have enough oh, knowledge. It's been on done that. thousands of times. I haven't seen it. Then, no, yeah. So they how do we get uh, it out there? Uh, they don't care. They're not going to read it anyway. Can you can you guys? You defend, can't just keep on saying that. Can you guys defend the need for an AR-15? Yes, I can. No, I'm asking. Like yes. I'm asking. Please yeah. inform because, me. Teach me. Because I, to me, it's a matter. It's a, a um, it's a Yugo versus a Chevy. It's a vehicle. 
um, I can take a, a 30 at 6, which is infinitely more powerful, more powerful than the type of bullet that goes into an AR-15, okay? Um, and I can do way more damage. Now, uh, it could be a bolt action or a semi-automatic, uh, but let's make it but a bolt action. More, meaning more damage uh, on a single shot, but I, again, I'm talking, I'm playing devil's advocate. Three shots, doesn't matter if they're weaker, is more I, I was, impressive. Where I was going with this is that I can come very close to firing and loading and, and uh, taking that bolt back and forward. I can come pretty close to that AR-15. Uh, the but pulling. that's a proficient person. I'm talking well, about a regular person with mental instability. They're not going to be racking back at 30 yards. Okay, well, First of all, their mental instability has nothing to do with their ability to put well, a bullet in, in sure, a gun. Sure. It's that's dexterity and speed. You could be very dexterity, yeah. have dexterity and speed sure. and be totally incompetent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dexterity in loading it up. One seems it's not a, significantly marksmanship more easy. is a difference. Seems, marksmanship know, like is a different. Yeah, but let me ask you a question because you said the AR-15 you can uh, three. I can't do it like you do it. I need to roll my Rs better. Anyway, <laughs> that's a Spanish thing. Yeah, it's three. <laughs> Fully automatic does that. Though. Okay, but but it's it's three, right? But how how consecutively can it do three in the amount of bullets it holds? So again, because uh, I'm going to what Mr. M said. The automatic again, big difference. The fully automatic AR-15 has two settings. I can set it to do a spurt of three, or I can set it to do fully or semi. A full, a fully, fully automatic. But uh, those regular citizens don't have access to a fully, right? Right. They're not. Okay. They are legal to buy, but uh, it, it would take too much time for me to tell you how exactly they are obtained. But let me, for our own intents and purposes. But maybe it's only worth. If I go to a gun show in Bradenton, I can't get that one. Maybe it's only worth discussing the gun that has been used in all these shootings. Only get the single shot. Uh, Correct. But if it's not even you know uh, uh, available for regular citizens, I'd say you're you're the expert. Let's not talk about it. Let's talk about the model that is available. Don't call it an assault rifle. That's fine. Because you you don't go to war with that rifle. Okay, an AR-15. Yeah, but wait, 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 wait. Let's again. We're trying to define things here and educate people. Assault rifle is a rifle that only you go to war with, or assault a someone. Fully with? automatic. Fully automatic. Rifle. We're not talking fully automatic. I know, automatic, but if we're just going off semantics, assault a rifle fully is a automatic. rifle that assaults people. Things. That's right. So he, a, a, a fully automatic, is off the table. Forget yes, it. Let's not right. even talk about so, it. Be, uh, what is only the best called an assault rifle? That comes from uh, the era of. Um, uh, back to uh, Capone, that they wanted to ban that, and that's when they instituted the NFA, and you and, have to pay a special stamp and all yeah, that. Yeah, and I heard something Fully about the, the law. You can still have a machine gun if you had it passed a certain time. And now, but that's neither that's here nor there. But that's a fully automatic rifle okay, and but, a, a, an assault rifle. Okay, that's so we're trying to rifle. educate here. A fully automatic is off the table. Yes. Again, whether people, whether people believe it or not, we're trying to – we're at the level here where – there's no consensus, but let's just say there's a consensus that that's off the table. Yes. So now we're left with a plain AR-15. Yes. Semi-automatic. Semi-automatic. How many bullets can that fire at one time? One. And where does the bump stock come in? The bump stock is a device that allows you to do more rapid fire, but it's highly inaccurate. Which we have yet to hear the end of the shooting in Las Vegas because it's so high. It's like spraying because of the the mobility, the, the movement of the and gun. And I don't need a bump bump stock 
to do achieve the same result. All I need is a belt loop, okay, and my thumb around it, and I, ha- I and I can achieve the same bump stock. That's how the bump stock would start. It somebody came up with the idea of the belt loop and the force that. Ex- All right. That so the- explain the difference to me. The bump stock works from pulling it back against your body, it, right? The bump stock is meant to hold the 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 firearm in place, and the gas. Uh, pushing the uh, the blowback of the barrel back, it 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 creates the same effect uh, um, without having to pull the trigger again. You just hold it, and you hold the the you restrict the 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 body, the armature from going back, and so it forces the barrel back, and it creates that rapid fire effect. Okay, so if you will, so someone who's looking to do a mass shooting. Doesn't may not really care the accuracy mm-hmm. of the, the of the gun. Yes. So a bump stock, if you're looking to get multiple damage, bullets, yeah. multiple damage, especially in a group of people, becomes. I'm going to use this term. It's probably a viable option for that person. They it, they have to be shooting at a very tightly compact mass group of people because it is so irregular. It moves around so much. Number one. Number two. A bump stock. Uh, it's held down, not over here uh, at eye level. So you're not pointing. It's less lethal. No, it is as lethal. It is less accurate. Okay. It, you don't so care about I'm, I'm trying to follow up on this, trying to understand this. Okay. So, so is that a concession? And I'm, I'm, I'm only addressing this to you because you have much more knowledge than I have in this. Is that a concession that someone would make, not taking away a gun, but taking away a bump stock? Because what would be the purpose of a bump stock for someone who is hunting non-humans, <laughs> yeah, other than than a sports, I'm okay with uh, doing away with that. Okay, but so are, are you, you okay with getting away with the AR altogether? No, not no. at all. But I was going to answer your question before. So the statistics ha- have it that the AR-15 today in America is the most popular rifle and is the most owned rifle. It has become it's it. It will soon, I, I believe, will surpass the hunting rifle. It's a fun format to use. It's very uh, transportable. When you're out in the woods, it, you don't have a you know 40-inch rifle heavy. You have uh, I don't know a much smaller rifle, easier to carry with a with a an easier belt yeah. uh, here as opposed to on your back. It's just a, a lot more fun to use, and it has become. I don't like it. It takes away from the aesthetics of it, but it it, it is ca- it is so rampant nowadays. People going hunting, deer hunting. So people with, use it for hunting. Yes. So, but not everyone is a hunter. So, would you be okay with there being a special class of gun license? What's next? My semi-automatic pistol. What's next? My well, no, shotgun. No, no. I mean, you can look at it like okay, we all have driver's license at this table but only one of us has a motorcycle license. If you want to get an AR-15, if you want to use it for, if you want to get a special caliber of hunting weapon, you have to pass a more stringent infringement. You're putting obstacles for a for an unalienable right. You're putting obstacles in front of me to achieve that right. I, listen, I understand what you're saying. It's just like if everybody wants to get a Corvette, you're saying you should have the right to buy a Corvette. But let me follow Whether up. Whether you're fit to drive it, though, that's... Well, we have a driver's license. No. Yeah. People pass that. But, uh, but let's, know, wait, wait, wait. I, I passed the background check. I was fit. I was fit. And I, I went I'm even further. I got a concealed. I'm, again, no, no, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to argue a way but, but to, we, you know, 
to keep these shoot, mass shootings from happening. Yeah, but, but I want to shootings have nothing to do with this. Yeah, that but I want to follow up with something. I got what? I got the bump stock which you addressed for me. Multiple and I guess Mr. M was bringing this up. Multiple shoots. You said something about a belt. Yeah. What can, is it? describe to me the, the belt? Result. It hooks onto your loop. So and it does the same uh, thing uh, where it racks itself. So okay, so the question is, should the belt be another concession we can make? I'm what I'm trying well, to now get to... pants will not have the belt. <laughs> no, no, we what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to say Oh, let's get to the meat of the if issue. the if the gun is if the if it's the AR is is the gun of choice. It's the Corvette of, to, of my era, okay? Maybe what we're saying is everybody should have the right to a Corvette, but not everybody should have an air blower or uh, whatever to bring it to the next level because it can do more damage. Slippery slope. And uh, what will be next? Um, my semi-automatic 22 rifle, which, by the way, most assassination attempts and, and have been with a 22. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, a semi-automatic 22 rifle. So, so again, That's, back you're going to ban that the most popular rifle ever ever built. Listen, and most I, owned, I don't know, but we're, we're here discussing this, trying to come up with. Uh, I don't know if we're trying to come up with solutions, but tr trying to talk about it intelligently. And you keep on saying a slippery slope, which I'm not saying I don't disagree with, but somehow foot's got to go off that slope. Otherwise, everybody's standing on their slope and nobody's going to win. Already, we've already expressed a, a few, a couple, a handful of very, very reasonable things to fix what we have. Like I said, I started out saying that we have hundreds of laws on the books. So fix the background check by ensuring that psychiatric situations and criminal situations are included and all agencies talk to each other with the caveat that there is due process and that if you did, if it was a matter of, not a criminal, but if it was a matter of psychiatric and you get adjudicated and, you, and, and the doctor clears you, then you have the right, just like some people are talking nowadays about restoring the voting rights of felons. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm after okay. they've served their time, after, I agree with exactly, it too. Exactly. So with that caveat, I fixed the background check right now as it stands. That would be, uh, I, I, I'm sorry to say I don't have the statistics, but a high percentage of all the shootings could be traced to, oh, if we would have known that, oh, this was could have been easy if we would have caught that. That's the problem. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sandy Hook. Marjorie Douglas, um, El Paso. And no gun restriction, no gun laws, no uh, background checks. Nothing has prevented crime. Nothing. They, you look, Listen, I don't consider Wikipedia to be a conservative bastion, okay? Go look up the crime, crime uh, versus uh, or as it relates to gun control. I was blown away. By Wikipedia, the, the, the amount of facts that it has, how crime has not decreased. It has not dented one iota, any, any type of amount of gun control measure. In Wikipedia, you find that. Okay, now, without mentioning, they do a good job of mentioning all the studies, studies by renowned people, universities, groups, you name it. Studies have been done proving that no gun control has done nothing. Do we need to look any far any further than Chicago this past Labor Day weekend? Why are we not talking about the 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 thirteen year old on his way to high school that was shot and killed by a stray bullet? 
Why does not life matter? Because it was black on black. Because black because black. it's no, Tom's inconvenient. Exactly, yeah, inconvenient. Exactly what Tom said. Black on black because they know the blacks black in black. general don't want to address Same black on black. If somebody assaults. I don't. Somebody assaults a transgender. I don't think I, it's. I don't think the black people. I don't think black people don't care about black on black crime. I really think it's, it's not them, news right. media. No, it's not. It's, it's not that they don't care. They no, don't the want to address it. Statistically, Frank. most of the black crimes are black on black. Frank, you they want actually to, kill themselves. You want to stem the tide. You want to turn this on a dime. Just have CNN do an expose on how wrong it is for us to overlook what's happening in Chicago and the gun and all that. It, the people We're not going to get them it. to do it. I know. Uh, but that is, that's why I do call the media the enemy of the people. you can't blame Trump. You can't blame exactly. a city that's been exactly. run by, by, by Democrats for the last hundred years, as has Detroit, as has Baltimore, as has Philadelphia, as has St. Louis, as has all of them. You can't because it's not part of the agenda. And that's why we don't trust them. I wrote down here. I don't know who I'm going to send it to, but I'll send letters to somebody. I want a TV show that says just the facts, you know, like Dragnet, just the facts. I I just want and And the people who come on the show, they have to give statistics the day before. So whether someone can come up on the screen and say BS, not valid, blah, blah, just the facts. And I bet there's, there's a desire if someone would put that show out, just the facts. I don't have an agenda. That they, Rico doesn't have an wow. agenda. And to me, Rico is a stand is a t- is a very typical gun owner in that in their knowledge. I I've every gun owner I know, man, they they know their stuff and they know their rights. I don't have uh, I don't have an agenda. You know, the other side, you you sit at the other side, and and if it doesn't fit their agenda, they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to talk about Chicago. Because it doesn't fit their agenda. I mean, to go to a, a, a parallel is a perfect example of agenda. When, I don't know if it was it was one of the four, uh, what are they called? Squads? Mm-hmm. Either Tlaib or uh, Omar. Talking about the honor killing. Now, I don't get off subject, but this is an example. An honor killing in Palestine. Mm-hmm. An, honor ki- an honor killing is is a very uniquely Muslim thing. Uh, with some Hindus have honor killings too. She refused to acknowledge it as being anything involving Islam. She painted it as male toxicity and nothing mm-hmm. to do. So because it didn't, the honor killing, if she if she was just honest about it and where it comes from, didn't fit her agenda. But it, but so she takes this, this Muslim honor killing and turns it into a male issue. Perfect example. They're not going to talk about anything that doesn't fit their agenda. So no, no typical gun owner is going to trust them. So here's one thing I do as a gun owner, and that I've taken it uh, wherever I can, do something about it. And that is I encourage, I educate, I talk about people going and getting a concealed. Mm-hmm. Why? Even if you never buy a gun, okay? Even if you – but you go through the concealed program – and you, you, you are forced to understand the laws of whatever state you're in. And then you, you because if you have curiosity, you'll want to buy books that show you about the reciprocity effect of other states. And, uh, and you understand the different types of guns. You understand the different type of laws. And if anything, uh, you're prepared because you, I have family that are in the uh, uh, in law enforcement business. It's it's incredible that uh, uh, an officer of the law today here in Florida 
if they are in a shooting and they kill someone, okay, uh, in whether it's self-defense or they were defending someone or it's a shootout, they go through a process where their gun is taken away and they are, they are you know, while the investigation is going on, they are not really off-duty. They're probably assigned to a desk duty and all that, but that gun is confiscated. If that cop does not have a concealed a weapons uh, license, they they are uh, out of luck. What if the family of that shootout now wants to take vengeance against that cop? That cop has no... I am I am amazed at the number of cops that don't have a conceal and don't have a, another gun at home. So as a... Forget... Let's talk about a regular individual. If you, if you want to have a gun um, and you want to travel with it, you know, there are certain rules that are you're required to if whether it's in the car and there's a lot of misconceptions uh but if you want to have it in the car there's a way the, there's one way that you you can have it in the car or if you're traveling somewhere you're going to run afoul of the law because some states are more stringent than others let's say you live in an apartment here's here's how crazy this is you live in an apartment you buy a gun okay uh which you're entitled to buy a gun um you pass the background check you don't have a conceal you cannot bring that gun from your car in your parking lot up to your apartment because you're passing common ground. That mm-hmm. stairwell is common ground. You're not allowed. What are you going to do? You th- throw it? Have somebody catch it? You need a conceal to allow you to go from your car to your apartment. So that's just but one one way. Aside from the fact that it teaches you and it forces you to read and it, it makes you responsible, uh, and if it's in the car, um, then why are you going to have it in the trunk? Why some states yeah. are crazy that they require? I think New Jersey, New York. bullets in one side in the trunk, the gun in the other side. What, what's the point of that? How do you how, wait? Give me a chance. Let me get out. I gotta load up my gun. You know, uh, if you're uh, some states from here to Maine, if you don't have an, uh, an itinerary displaying that you have reservations to stay in a hotel, you cannot pass through that state. And they can stop you and arrest you for having a gun. Now, even with the itinerary of saying, I have reservations in Maine, let's say, and I'm going through New York, you might still have a hard time. There's a recent case of a woman that basically lost all her life. Uh, and he was thro- she was thrown in jail only but for the, the, the talk of some radio talk shows that took up her case. And she finally, but after years of being in jail, and I don't know how much money it cost her, and all she was doing is going from New Jersey, I think from uh, Delaware to New Jersey. And she got stopped. She didn't have a conceal. So uh, the best thing I can do uh, as, a, uh, as a gun owner, responsible gun owner, is to talk about it, dis- mis- dispel misconceptions, educate, encourage people to, to get the conceal, if anything, is for the experience of what it is. Even if you never touch a gun again, even if you never buy a gun again, uh, just for that alone, um, and and you'll be surprised what what you learn and and how you come out of it different. Sign me up. Well, the most people that talk <laughs> that most people, I, I would I would venture, and and it, it seems it seems like it's it's a logical argument, but depending on how you look at it, I would venture that 90% of people who are anti-gun have never had a gun. Of course. So they, yeah. they don't know what they're anti about. And it's becoming more of that because we're becoming less agrarian and more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the 
city. Yeah, like I said, I mean, this isn't that long ago what I, I mean, I think back I, and I laugh. And you probably think, Mr. M, you probably think it's crazy when I talk about my pulling into a high school and, and have to pick up trucks in a parking lot, of, you know, in the back window. That was the big joke, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know, or walking. It's not so much that it's crazy. I know that, you know, times are changing and people are different. And it's, it's again, I, I have less opinions about guns, but I see logic. And I see facts and data, mm-hmm. and that attracts me. And then I see my peers obviously moved by mass but, shootings but then and i need to rectify the two okay but but have a lot have an intelligent argument we're around course, for 250 years and for 230 of those years this wasn't a problem what has changed it ain't the gun i know people who own uh, uh cannons you know i have a friend who has a cannon in his living room up in st pete Right, a Civil War cannon, a real one. Careful, though. You know, I feel like people are going to knock on his but, door. You know, it. It. Um. So, what has changed for 230 years? We didn't have a problem. What has changed? And it's certainly not the amount of guns. The average male, you know, going back to an argument we had a couple of weeks ago about the average male in your generation, 60 percent of young people now. 60% less young men own hammers than, than yeah, they did yeah, yeah. 30 years ago or power drills or ladders. So forget, you know, so what's changing? And, and so guns, we're, right? If, you, if the average man doesn't have a hammer, how is he going to understand everybody? And, yeah. you know, I mean. Look at, I mean, UK, it's funny, but it's also sad. UK has a knife problem. A yeah. huge knife, knife problem. And it, it, it's, a, it's a, tell me, what ban will prevent a criminal from obtaining a gun or a knife? In your case, in your past life, you know, if you had to do, take care of, do what you must do, you know, is who was going to prevent you from finding a bat, a knife? Whatever nobody. Was, nobody. Exactly. What did prohibition do? Did it prevent people no, from drinking? No. And and what do some of the uh, anti-drugs uh, the, uh, measures that we have? It, a criminal will find his his or her way to do. Are, are you saying I'm a criminal? Reform, reform, You have the right to vote. You can. You know, it's, it's, let's have an honest. Here's an honest question. You're you're talking about infringing on 98 percent of the 99 percent of people who are law-abiding gun owners, and and the one tenth of one percent, or one hundredth of one percent that causes problem. And so you say, well, 300 lives a year is not a small problem. So I I am pretty confident. That if I turn to Rico here and I say, Rico, if God forbid somebody in your family was a victim of gun violence, would your views change? And I'm pretty confident that they would, because there's a because he it's he's not operating on emotion; he's operating on you know. Again, it starts with me with the Constitution and the right that uh, that I have from the Constitution and what the uh, founding fathers intended. I want to talk one, one uh, I don't know how we are with time, but I want to bring up one, one last subject that here in Florida, is pertinent in Florida, but it's, it's being used uh, uh, in other states as well. So it's the castle doctrine or the stand your ground. Uh, l- let me tell you what it is. So here in Florida, the castle doctrine, the castle being your home, meaning so that's your castle, that's your home, you have the right to defend your home from any uh, from any any intrusion, from any uh, eminent or, or bodily harm uh, of yourself or a loved one or or even a guest, right? And of property, 
All right, so so that's where we get the stand your ground. You have the right to not retreat. You don't have to retreat if you're met with imminent danger to your body or your your family or even a stranger if you if they are. Now, there has been like anything. There have been some abuses. So most recently there was a case of a guy who was uh arguing with a person that um was taking up um uh, a a handicap space. This is in front of a Seven uh, Eleven, I think. Mm-hmm. And so they were arguing. Well, a friend saw uh, the guy was arguing with a, a woman. All right. So a friend saw the the husband of the woman who knew he was inside the store and told, "Hey, man, some guy's yelling at your wife about it." Okay. Uh, so the guy came out, big guy, big dude, and pushed the guy to the ground, almost like. With his finger, I mean, it was just massive. Boom! So, the video is not clear. The guy got um, the 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 guy that was on the ground felt that he was in imminent bodily danger. Number one, he had been thrown, and he felt that the guy was coming for more and pulled out a gun and killed him. Now, mm-hmm. the video is not clear, and the jury uh, decided that the guy on the ground was not acting in self-defense, that he was not in imminent danger. I think that case is going to come back because the video, it's very difficult to determine that the guy who pushed him was retreating. I saw the video many times. I don't see the guy retreating. But but also paint, see, the, I, paint see, the picture correctly. The gentleman who was pushed to the ground was white. Correct. The gentleman there's, who there's pushed involved. him and the woman was black. Yes. So there is a racial part Absolutely. here that... Absolutely. that because I agree with your analysis of the film, but there is a part it's here unclear. that they were afraid, I think, to maybe come out with a determination as you I understand. I There's race involved, and I'm not even talking about that. I'm, and so my point is, in my opinion, in my opinion, and this you learn when you have go through the concealed class, I, if I feel that you are about to harm me and you're coming at me, I can use lethal force. But if you turn around and walk away, I have no right. I will lose the case, except if my wife is on the other side and I perceive that you're going after my wife Mm -hmm. or you're going after a relative. Mm -hmm. If you're going after my property, it's still a test case coming, even though it says I can protect my property. I will not shoot if it's just my property because I can be replaced. Some attorneys say this guy here says time for a test case. So that's yet to be tried, all right? Yeah. Property versus castle are two different things also. Yes, but mm-hmm. but uh, stand your ground says property also. Yeah. So in the, in this case, so so stand your ground has been given a bad name. Now, the, the Silverman, uh, Zimmerman. Zimmerman case uh, was proven, like it or not, that he, his head was being pounded, you mm-hmm. know, and he used lethal force because he was in imminent danger, okay? Uh, the, so the stand your ground, in my opinion... It's a good law. Unfortunately, again, the media has given it a different flavor, and some people have abused it. Like the guy in the uh, theater, he said he mm-hmm. felt endangered. Baloney, in my view, uh, and I, right. there was no video about it. But uh, really, somebody in a in a theater uh, threatening with a, a, a row behind you. And uh, because you were, I forget what the issue was, talking too loud or eating, I don't know what it was, and pull a gun on that? No. And you, God, couldn't, you couldn't get up and move. Yeah. I'm just saying. Exactly, a, exactly. Know, 
Well, exactly. I, I yeah, well, I, I disagree with you on both the on both Trayvon Martin and the Quickie Mart one. We don't know what was said first of all in the Quickie Mart one, and I don't think, based upon what I saw, I don't think there was enough force by the victim to justify. And I I do what I saw in the video was that he was turning. So again, we don't know all the facts. Well, but let me let me. That's not a good example. That's why I brought racing. Right. Because whether whether you believe it or want to believe it or not, yeah. a white man and a, a larger black man, there is a perception that people well, form. Yeah. Well, is, we also, is, but we also don't reality. know what was what was introduced in that trial as, as far as his past actions at that place, mm-hmm. and as far as Trayvon Martin goes, Zimmerman Zimmerman um, initiated the whole thing. No, he not didn't. Martin. No, he didn't initiate it. He, he, you're right that he shouldn't have followed. Right. Okay. So he initiated But once, yeah. no, 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 no. He's this, talking the, about the, the actual jury, act. Exactly. Right. Once, there, there's nothing, he had the right to walk and act like, uh, and follow. Just because you can't, was it though, right? doesn't mean you but should. But we don't know what happened. But, but wait a minute, but what we do know happened is that he was on the ground. That was Yes, but we don't know how was, that happened. But it doesn't matter what happened. happened before. Yes, it does. His, 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 he's if in he was the aggressor. If he's the aggressor, though, he wasn't. He, then he, he could argue that your Trayvon was around. defending him. He wasn't the aggressor. Yeah, but, but all, you don't know that. He though. got thrown, and I mean, I'm going by what the jury, this is established yeah. uh, case. Yeah. The jury determined that he got thrown and his head mm-hmm. was being bashed. What happened before that, it's irrelevant. It's irre- So all I have to do is. No, if, if you, I if, if I attack you and I happen to be a. a, a you know, a, a bad, at, bad at attacking you when you get the upper hand. All I have to do is throw you to the ground like mm-hmm. that man throw you. I would have to be double the size that I am. Right. Okay. Right. Which was the case in this quick mark. Throw you and, and I mean, thrown to the concrete. Okay. Right. And you get your wits. And all of a sudden, and I don't know what's being said because that's the right. other issue. Right. I don't know if the guy's saying, I'm going to blankly blank blank and. All, all we know, we don't see the guy taking a step back. He's just there. There's no more video. But somehow the jury saw or thought that yeah. the guy was retreating. In that state, in that moment, in that moment, you and I will never know how we react. Right. If we feel, and we're in a foreign area, surrounded by people that are going to uh, gang up on me, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. Well, it's It's an unfortunate situation. Now... Pause that for a moment. Is is it possible that the guy that shot was trigger happy? Yes. Oh, no, yeah. But that's irrelevant. And and, and is there is it substan- is there, uh, circumstantial Stan- evidence? It wasn't admitted. The fact that it, it, now it's come out that the guy had had another altercation right. and it was always kind of like, oh, what yeah, but I don't know if trouble. that was admitted. It wasn't. That shouldn't because it's, it's exactly. irrelevant. Exactly. It wasn't But something obviously came it out. It wasn't relevant because what's it, what's relevant is are you in an imminent danger now? <clears throat> and did you did you brandish the gun beforehand and say, I'm going to kill you if you do? No. it None of that. It was unprovoked. Thrown to the ground. You don't, Yeah, but we don't know if it was unprovoked. If I come at you and I knock was, you down. No, that part was established. He was arguing with his wife. He didn't know that the guy that was coming at him right. was her husband. Mm-hmm. And the guy comes out of the blue. The guy, he's talking to her, and out of the blue, boom. Yeah, but you don't know what. You don't see someone arguing with your wife, and you don't maybe yeah. confront that person. And I, and physical I re- is maybe a stretch, but I remember him turning too, turning Ooh. back towards, 
turning away. Uh, right, can, but I, what I right does that unprovoked. man have I don't know that it was to go to fist, first of all? That's a big, yeah, but it's a big no, no. leave from fist to gun. Wait, well, wait, okay, wait, wait. We're, I'm uh, not the kind of person no. that would lead big with fist. Leap. I would lead with other things as well. Big but leap. I'm saying if you he, feel, was, he felt provoked. If you feel, listen, it's a big leap to go from argument to take to fist. Step number one. It's for a, you, for you. But, but right, the law but says know. that if you feel that you're in danger, right, you can use lethal force to stop the aggressor. Yeah, but who's? But clearly, they don't see the victim as obviously. The yeah, yeah, they obviously, obviously, yeah, so. and that's why I'm saying I'm submitting to you that that case may very well come back. They already said that they're going to yeah. appeal. Oh, yeah, now, of course they are. We don't know how the jury makeup was. Yeah. We don't know. No. You don't know the jury makeup. You don't know all the facts. Again, you no. were making a stand your ground uh, is a, is is a tough one. The problem is that the first few cases that came up were bad cases. You know. Uh, I mean, clearly, uh, perhaps, I mean, but that movie but, theater one is 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 a cut and dry. We can't expect everything to be uh, no. It's not going to be cut and dry. Uh, yeah. uh, now the the Zimmerman case to me, in some degree, the, the, what what shaded the whole thing is is that he was talking. You know, if you recall, he was conversing with nine one one this and that, yeah. and they say he shouldn't have. But who are you? Who am I to tell you? No, you shouldn't follow up. All right, he was a, a neighborhood. Uh, Self-control, whatever it is. But the point is, when the guy, when Trayvon comes at him and throws him to the floor, it's, it was clearly established afterwards that Trayvon was way bigger than Zimmerman. Oh. But what did we first hear? He, he is a little kid with Skittles. That's what we heard first from the media. Again, your freedom stops where my head begins. Fits yeah. perfectly here. Yeah. Once you assault yeah. someone yeah. physically... The rules change. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It was that way in the street when I was a kid. You yeah. know, you can badmouth someone all you want, like we say to dozens and all this other stuff. Tell him about his mother. Didn't matter. But once you physically, you cross the line. I agree. And exactly. Then, and everything was off the and table. Who's the judge of that? Who is the judge except uh, except you determining? I am. I am pooping my pants. I am in danger. If I don't do something to stop this person now, I'm going to die. Who are you? Oh, you don't I mean, know. Zimmerman clearly could have been in the right. The fact that he was a total moron. Uh, that is irrelevant. Is, and absolutely, I, know, I agree with not, you. And look at all the trouble he got into yeah. afterwards. So I agree with you. He's yeah. scum. I, I agree. No. I mean, but you can't admit that law, stuff. But... but the law is the law for oh, that yeah. case. So oh, in yeah. my opinion, uh, the justice, justice prevailed for that snapshot. Well, it was, you know, if it, I, I, that's so why we have a jury system. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's get it on that. I, you know, this is, I don't know if this is solvable. I I really don't. I mean, I am I think I'm a good bellwether in that I'm a lover of the Constitution and I'm not a gun enthusiast. I, I, I But, I, but I'm going to defend uh, the right to own one I'm, until... I'm, uh, I leave you with yeah. every totalitarian regime has started with gun confiscation. That's right. That's right. Clearly, yeah. uh, right to the Bolsheviks. No, there's no question. No question. And 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 if you just purely look at it from a constitutional standpoint, it is the best. If we give in on this, then all the others, including free speech and everything else, are going to be so much to give in on. I mean, we have so many ridiculous things that we've given in on without even realizing it. And I'll give you an example that just drives me crazy. You probably don't even think about it. And that is hate crimes. What in God's name is a hate crime? 
It is the dumbest thing ever legislated. I don't care what a you're crime thinking. Is a, crime. a crime is a crime. Whether you shot me because I'm black or gay or just shot me because you didn't like my hairdo, it doesn't matter. You shot me. Shooting me is the crime, not hating me because I'm gay. That is ridiculous. And that has become such a big thing. Now it's a hate crime because I'm this. And no, Identity it's the power. acts. What I'm thinking doesn't matter. Now, intent, as, as you know, I'm not talking about I shot you because for the last three weeks I've been thinking about shooting you. I shot you versus all of a sudden something happens and in a spur of the moment I shoot you. Yes, that's the premeditated, between premeditated first, second degree, third degree manslaughter, all that. But this whole concept of hate crimes is so constitutionally, such constitutional crap. It's, I can't believe that, that we've allowed that, that to happen. And that's the erosion. It's that's that's an erosion that, that we've let go by. It's, I can't believe the Supreme Court hasn't addressed that issue. Because emotionally, it satiates people. You know what? I care that there's a bullet in my head. Not the reason why there's a bullet in my head. You know? And this uh, is what this is what and this is what's happening now with free speech. But the reason why guns is so because guns is the big one. But meanwhile, free speech is being destroyed. You know, and that's really the big one. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for future discussions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at the WTF Podcast or email us at wisdomtruthandfreedom at gmail.com. Like always, stay wise, speak the truth, and search for freedom.